concerns around mental health during the pandemic, of course, have been well documented. And I would have believed personally that if there is a big rise in mental health issues brought on by COVID-19, that we might see more people taking their own lives as a result. But the BC Coroner Service released preliminary data today, which it says confirms there have been actually uh, no increase in the number of lives lost to suicide since the pandemic was declared. The data shows from April 2020 to February of this year, there were 534 deaths by suicide in the province, 12% fewer than reported between April 2019 and February 2020. So with that said, to talk a little bit more about this, I'm pleased to welcome to the show now the Executive Director of the Canadian Mental Health Association here in Kamloops, Alfred Achoba. Alfred, uh, thanks for the time. And uh, first thing I wanted to ask you was just, was this surprising, I guess, to see this release come at all? We'll start with that. I think I think it was. I mean, we to me it was it was a shock to see a release. It was weird to see this release, um, you know, during a pandemic because the we can see that there's been so much effect on people's mental health because of the pandemic, and and that number has grown. You know, for suicide, that number has grown for 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 depression, has grown for anxiety, and there's so many other areas where we're seeing an increase. You know, we've seen an increase in overdose. So. It was a weird release, to be honest. Yeah, and, and just before we kind of move on to some of the underlying things that maybe this release does not include, I mean, would would you have anticipated that, uh, you know, you're, you're dealing with people from a mental health standpoint on a daily basis, would you have anticipated that we might see an increase in the number of people taking their own lives by suicide uh, during this pandemic, given all the mental health um, stresses that the pandemic has added on to us? I think so. I mean, that is the anticipation. I mean, I know, I know the report is not yet complete, um, you know, but I, I believe we should have seen an increase, even just the preliminary results should have shown an increase. Um, you know, we've seen it already that um, there's been so many effects on, on our health and well-being during the pandemic, and, and that number should translate to the feedback we're getting from members of our community about the depression, about the anxiety, and, and you know, and the stress on, on their well-being in general. Um, do, do you think that, um, I guess there's probably some other factors at play here then, right? You, you and I were talking a little bit before we actually started uh, going live here. So just what other things do you think might be contributing to the fact that we're seeing numbers down based on this preliminary data? Like the overdose crisis, for example, is probably something that, uh, you know, we, we know that that's gotten worse throughout the pandemic. So maybe that factors into why suicides are down. Yeah, I think so. I think we, you know, most of the overdose crisis and the deaths we've seen, you know, may not translate to, to suicide, but we've seen, you know, we've heard cases of folks who, you know, decide to die by suicide by, by using drugs. And, and, and that number has not been captured, to be honest, by, by this release. Um, and, and I think, you know, as we go through, um, you know, Within our community, we can see that increase already. I mean, last year, the numbers we had for suicide in the province was was astronomical, and and to me, that reflects that we should see that translate in the number of suicides we have to go to increase as well. I mean, we've seen, you know, I think it's it's, it's actually that by suicide when we have you know members of our community dying from toxic drugs. I think you know they're dying in the hands of someone who is, who is murdering them, and and we need to we need to see a change to that in the next few years. In the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I certainly yeah. hope so. That's for sure. I think one thing I wanted to to just kind of get a comment from you on is just to, to really point out that 
you know, we, we've talked a lot throughout the course of the last 15, 16 months how mental health is being impacted by this pandemic and a lot of yeah. new new stresses are being added onto people's lives, having to be alone yeah. maybe more often, right, when they're self-isolating, things they weren't doing yeah. before COVID-19. Despite the fact that we're seeing this, which is a positive piece of news, if the data is indeed true, um, it's probably really critical to note, though, just because we're seeing suicides down, that does not mean that mental health during the pandemic maybe is less bad than we thought. It's still out there, and I'm sure you're seeing people deal with uh, some real added pressures on a daily basis that uh, are brought on as a result of the coronavirus. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think it's, uh, the, the stigma associated with, with, with suicide is the same we have in mental health, where it's not really talked about. And I, I, and I can see that, you know, really broadened in, in this release, you know, is that, you know, the numbers out there and not what we would expect because people um, are not so upfront about, you know, folks who they lose by suicide. And, and the same way we have people who struggle with mental health not really open about it. Uh, we've seen that number grow, right? We've heard it from people already that, there's stresses on, on their mental health during the pandemic. And I think that number two has grown with folks who we are losing during, the, you know, with the overdose crisis who are dying by suicide as well. Uh, what, what should people do, just if anyone out there is listening right now and, you know, is, is dealing with something, what's step one? Is it calling, um, you know, CMHA, calling a, an organization like yours, or, or where do they go first for help? Well, I think there, there's so much resources we have in our community um, that can help people improve their physical and mental health. You know, we have a clubhouse. We have, um, you know, several programs available for our community. They can go on the CMHA websites, uh, which is www.camas.cmha.bc.ca. Um, you know, and they can reach out to us for support. They can also call us at 250-374-0440. Um, you know, and we can connect them with peers who can help them take care of their mental health. Um, I think it's really important that as a community, we're open around talking about mental health. Um, you know, one of the biggest feedback we heard during the pandemic is people being lonely. And loneliness is as bad as your health, you know, on your, on your health as, as any other physical disease. So we, we need to get people more connected. We need people to be very open about what struggles they are going through. What, what if you know someone who you think might be experiencing mental health issues? Because oftentimes, I'm sure people aren't calling on behalf of themselves. If they're dealing with something, maybe they don't want to talk about it, right? That's always the stigma mm -hmm. that comes along with it is keeping things bottled up and, uh, and trying yeah. to, uh, you know, not let anyone know that you might be struggling with something internally. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I knew someone who I think might be struggling with mental health, do I talk to them and try to convince them to reach out for help? Or can I call on their behalf? Or how does that work? Yeah, I think I think the goal is 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 to talk to them, you know, let them know how what you how you're feeling about them and then what you've noticed, but also be open to accompany them. You know, one one of the best feedback we've heard for people is having supports around them. So whether that means accompanying them to to the CMHA office or you know helping them make that call, um, or even helping them you know provide them some some examples of, of what you're doing that is improving your own health and your own mental health. I think just being there to support people, to bring mental health into the open is, is the biggest um, help we can provide for folks who are going through a mental health disorder. 
Um, a, a last thing here for you, Alfred, but just we are starting to see weather get uh, a little bit warmer, although it's been quite windy here in Kamloops the last couple of days. But do, do things typically, uh, do, do you see people's attitudes improve as we get to the summer, as we see uh, the ability to go outside um, being made more readily available, more appealing to actually get outdoors? How critical is is moving towards the summer um, in, in terms of the work you guys do? Because you can, you can contact people outside, especially when we're talking about a pandemic, right, where we're having to mm-hmm. physically isolate from each other while we, we don't have to do that quite as much when we're outdoors. Do things get a lot better um, or, or do you see a lot of improvement in individuals that you work with when we get to these summer months and get through the, the cold, dark times of winter? Of course, of course. I mean, we, we need we need people to be able to move around. We need people to be able to enjoy what they, you know, what we're able to do pre-pandemic. And, and that is how, really helpful to improving our mental health. And so we are looking forward to it. We're looking forward to being able to have our clients go outside and enjoy, you know, the good weather. Um, you know, and we would encourage any other person out there to, to be able to take care of their mental health by, by going out, by enjoying the environment, going to the park. Um, I, I think it also gives an opportunity to help other people take care of themselves. You know, we, we need more people to care for each other as a community, and that's one way of doing it, is, is being out there, feeling like ourselves every day. Because the pandemic took that away, and, you know, we're almost into the second year, and, and we, you know, once things should settle down, um, it's important to, to bring back our mental health, you know, to our community. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'll wrap things up here, Alfred, but really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for this. And um, definitely a, an important conversation, one that we need to have on the regular basis to make sure people know they're, they're not fighting with these um, issues alone and they have the support group out there. So appreciate this time and uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Thank you for having me. Take care. Yeah, you, you too. That's Executive Director of the Canadian Mental Health Association in Kamloops, Alfred Achoba. So yeah, we were speaking to the coroner's report that was released today, and uh, it was surprising when I saw the information come out, when I saw the data being released here. So uh, it released this preliminary data, which it says confirms there has been no increase in the number of lives lost to suicide since the pandemic was declared, and it actually found that numbers are decreasing. So from April of 2020 to February of this year, it says there were 534 confirmed deaths by suicide in British Columbia, 12% fewer than the same time period a year prior. So we're actually seeing a big, a pretty big decrease, honestly, in the number of people who are taking their own lives. So I'm going to take that as a positive, but it should be noted, and me and Alfred talked about it there for a little bit, that there's a whole bunch of other things at play that this information might not be capturing completely. Things like the overdose crisis and the ongoing opioid concerns that we see in this province, right? We know that that has gotten significantly worse. We know that the drug supply is more toxic and a lot more individuals have died as a result of overdoses from things like fentanyl. And, you know, I don't want to say that every drug user out there is is uh, someone who might think about taking their own life or might be dealing with something of an extreme mental health condition that might lead them down that path. But there is probably some that maybe find themselves in that place. Or maybe you took drugs to try and, you know, end end your life. And that would be... um, um, 
written down as an overdose as opposed to being written down as a suicide. You know, things like that just aren't fully captured within this data. So this is a preliminary report. And, then, you know, I, I don't want to say I look forward to seeing what the full report and what the full piece of information, once more is compiled, actually has to say. Because I definitely don't love having these types of conversations, but they're very important. And so I am curious to see what things will look like once we have a more detailed look at this and what this data encapsulates here uh, from the BC Coroner Service as it was released here today. An average of about 51 suicides per month uh, between February of uh, uh, between April 2020 and February 2021. So that's where we're at, and uh, you know we'll we'll see if things um, are are true if they are down the way that this report shows. I would take that as a positive, and uh, also noting you know we're moving towards summer. We're going to get a chance to get together outdoors a little bit more frequently. Hopefully those travel restrictions are lifted next week, or at least we have an idea of when they will be listed come lifted come next week, and I look forward to that announcement, and maybe that'll just give us a boost in terms of our own mental health, knowing that brighter days are indeed ahead. Definitely a positive way to look at it. I'll say that.